With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Your hand it reached into the depths of darkness. Your pulled me to the light above. Your spoke the word that broke my heart. Your burned with holy passion fire.
this world was before the flood. But the Bible doesn't go into it. And, you know, I was talking to my wife. Um, I think it was just last night um, we were talking, and she um, had mentioned something about the Apocrypha. Um, the Apocrypha being um, a bunch of books um, that were around um, during the time of Jesus that um, came in a little bit after, and everybody was writing their own books about what happened, and some of them are considered um, inspired by God, and some aren't for various reasons. Um, some of them you can read, and they say things that flat-out contradict the Word of God. They flat-out contradict um, things about who Jesus was, and so we know why they weren't put in the Bible. There's other ones that we don't necessarily know um, why they're not in there. And, you know, I, I've had a hard time in the past wondering about things like that, um, knowing that the Word of God is true, knowing that He doesn't lie, knowing that He has more control than we could possibly imagine as far as the things that go on in the world. And we, we sometimes don't give God enough credit as far as... So we, we have the Bible here, and, you know, I always hear arguments that people have left things out and people have added things, and a bunch of guys sat around, and they they were the ones who determined what was going to be put in the Bible and what wasn't, as if the Lord God had no input and no say over what happened. We know throughout the scriptures that God moves the hearts of men. We know that the Holy Spirit moves the hearts of people. And we can be fully persuaded that the Lord God knew exactly what was going on. He knew exactly what was going to happen. He was able to order in fashion um, this book and to its perfect form as we have it now. And anything that's not in there is not in there for a reason. And, you know, it's something I, I tell my kids a lot. And, you know, I think the Lord, since we're his children, sometimes he has to remind us that there are things that we don't know. Um, there are things that we don't understand. Um, there's things we may never understand until the coming of the Lord Jesus um, when we have perfect knowledge. I mean, the Bible says we, we see in part and we know in part. And there's so many things that have happened in the past and throughout history um, that we'll never fully comprehend or understand. And But, you know, it's okay because our trust and our faith is not in um, the exact um, – content and specifics about how God how God did things, but just the fact that he did things. Um, we don't always need to know exactly how people get healed. What are the scientific principles that go into someone um, receiving um, new life or having a disease removed from their body or someone who's never had sight, having sight restored to them and how many vessels and um, how many nerve endings have to be reconnected? Um, I, I heard once um, in the documentary that the human eye itself is the most complex part of the body, actually the most, possibly the most complex thing in the universe itself, because there are literally at the time um, that the eye forms, there's like millions of nerve endings on one end, um, and then millions of nerve endings on the other, and they have to all match exactly. And the second every one of those match perfectly, then a person has sight for the first time. And it's something we we, we still can't duplicate. We can't understand it. Um, people will claim that it's just um, genetics and it's just evolution, which I don't believe because um, people don't give God enough credit for being who he is. Um, and I think if we can believe that God created the heavens and the earth, that he sent his own son to die for us upon the cross and then raise them up on the third day that he can do all things including order um, what part of the Bible that um, we have now and what we don't and so when I was talking to the Lord about it I was like you know what there's all these things and I, I would love to know about what were there really angels and Nephilim around um, at the time before the flood, how advanced was technology? 
And, you know, something I realized is that there are things that we don't know for a reason. There's things we don't need to dwell on because it takes our mind away from things that are important and at hand. You know, Jesus said to not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow has sufficient things to worry about, and to just focus on the day. You know, it's a lesson that God was always trying to teach the children of Israel, is to not worry about tomorrow, not to look at the past either. Because when you look at the past, you start dwelling on the things that happened in the past. And it, it sort of, in some ways, it serves no purpose. Um, there's some things we need to um, focus, we need to remember about the past, and there's other things that we just don't need to because they don't really contribute to anything. And um, I remember, um, and this is going to sound really completely off topic, but it sort of is, um, a long time ago, one of my good friends named Chris Cameron, um, who lives in Rockwall, Texas, um, I, I had um, broken up with someone, or, um, and it had been years prior, um, way before I met my wife, um, back when I was a kid. And, and I was miserable over this breakup for almost a year, and I kept telling him, but it was like this, and there was this, and there was this, and it was so great about this and this. And he's like, he looked at me, and he's like, you know what, you're just living on memories, you're living on something that's not even tangible, just something, some memory that's in your thoughts about how things used to be. And, you know, living about how life used to be doesn't really profit you that much unless there's something that it contributes to your current situation and to your future. And, um, it sort of leads in. I wanted to read this um, passage um, from God about remembering um, and the things we should remember and the things we shouldn't remember. And, you know, even the Lord God said that our sinful deeds he will remember no more. And which is hard for us to understand or even believe how God, who knows everything and believes and, and sees everything and has complete knowledge of every detail. You know, I walk outside and I look at um, my wife's garden that she um, has in the backyard, and even looking at one little leaf and realizing that one little leaf on one little plant has countless, um, possibly millions of um, molecules and DNA and atoms and and all the and little protons and neutrons and all those little microscopic things that make up matter. And, you know, we as humans could barely comprehend those. We, we we could never fully understand them. But yet God knows every single one. Um, the Bible says everything is held together through him and because of him, including us, including every atom of our body. I mean, we look at our hands and we see hairs and blood vessels and we see the little... Um, holes in our skin or whatever it's called um, and the very complexity of who we are and we see this whole picture of a human body but yet God can look at us and know every atom that comprises our being and how they're all formed and fashioned and how he specially created them and made them so that we would have this appearance um, that was created for his own purpose it was for his own plan um, that we would be a special people to him and poor that's it thank you so um, this is Deuteronomy um, chapter 4 I, wasn't, I was only going to read part of it but I'm going to start at the beginning and we'll go through this a little bit it says now O Israel listen to the statutes and the judgments which I teach you to observe that you may live and go in and possess the land which the Lord God of your fathers is giving you. You shall not add to the word which I command you, nor take from it, that you may keep the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you. Your eyes have seen what the Lord did at Baal Peor, for the Lord your God has destroyed from among you all of the men who followed Baal at Peor. But you who held fast to the Lord your God are alive today, every one of you. You know, that's something that we're going to all be able to say pretty soon um, at the sound of the last trumpet when we will all be caught up with the Lord and we'll all appear before him when he separates um, the good from the bad. And some people who 
through a lifetime of um, refusing to heed to the voice of the Lord God, of refusing to follow him and obedient to him, will be cast from his presence for eternity. But we will hear him say, well done, good and faithful servant, enter into the joy of your Lord. And we who hold fast to him will, will be alive. And it says in verse 5, Surely I have taught you statutes and judgments, just as the Lord, my God, commanded me, that you should act according to them in the land which you go to possess. Therefore be careful to observe them, for this is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the peoples, who will hear all these statutes and say, Surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. For what great nation is there that the God that has God so near to it, as the Lord our God is to us, for whatever reason we may call upon him. And what great nation is there that has such statutes and righteous judgments as are in this law, which I set before you this day? Only take heed to yourself, and diligently keep yourself, lest you forget the things your eyes have seen, and lest they depart from your heart all the days of your life. And teach them to your children and to your grandchildren, especially concerning the day that you stood before the Lord your God in Horeb, when the Lord said to me, Gather the people to me, and I will let them hear my words, that they may learn to fear me all the days that they live on the earth, and that they may teach their children. Then you come, then you came near to the foot of the came near and stood at the foot of the mountain, and the mountain burned with fire. To the midst of heaven, with darkness, cloud, and thick darkness. And the Lord spoke to you out of the midst of the fire. You heard the sound of the words, but you saw no form. You only heard a voice. So he declared to you his covenant, which he commanded you to perform, the Ten Commandments, and he wrote them on two tablets of stone. And the Lord commanded me at that time to teach you statutes and judgments that you may observe them in the land which you cross over to possess. Take careful heed to yourself, for you saw no form when the Lord spoke to you at Horeb, out of the midst of the fire. Least you act corruptly and make for yourself a carved image in the form of any figure, the likeness of male or female, the likeness of any animal that is on the earth, or the likeness of any winged bird that flies in the, in the air. The likeness of anything that creeps on the ground, or the likeness of any fish that is in the water beneath the earth. And take heed, lest you lift your eyes to heaven, and when you see the sun, the moon, and the stars, all the hosts of heaven, you feel driven to worship them and serve them, which the Lord your God has given to all the peoples under the whole heaven as an as a heritage. But the Lord has taken you and brought you out of the iron furnace, out of Egypt, to be his people and inheritance as you are this day. Furthermore, the Lord was angry with me for your sakes and swore that I would not cross over the Jordan and that I would not enter the good land which the Lord your God is giving you as an inheritance. But I must die in this land. I must not cross over the Jordan, but you shall cross over and possess that good land. Take heed to yourself, lest you forget the covenant of the Lord your God which he has made with you, and make for yourself a carved image in the form of anything which the Lord your God has forbidden you. For the Lord your God is a consuming fire, a jealous God. When you begat children and grandchildren, and you have grown old in the land, and act corruptly, and make the carved image in the form of anything, and do evil in the sight of the Lord, your, Lord, your God, to provoke him to anger, I call heaven and earth to witness against you this day that you will soon utterly, per utterly perish from the land which you cross over the Jordan to possess. You will not prolong your days in it, but will be utterly destroyed. And the Lord will scatter you among the peoples, and you will be left few in number among the nations where the Lord will drive you. And there you will serve gods, the works of men's hands, wood and stone, which neither see nor hear, nor eat, nor smell. But from there you will seek the Lord your God, 
and you will find him if you seek him with all your heart and with all your soul. When you are in distress, and all these things come upon you in the latter days, when you turn to the Lord to obey to the Lord your God and obey his voice, for the Lord your God is, merc- is a merciful God. He will not forsake you nor destroy you, nor forget the covenant of your fathers, which he swore to them. For ask now concerning the days that are past, which were before you, since the day that God created man on the earth, and ask from one end of heaven to the other whether any great thing like this has happened, or anything like this has been heard. Did any people ever hear the voice of God speaking out of the midst of fire, as you have heard, and live? Or did God ever try to go out and make for himself a nation from the midst of another nation, by trials, by signs, by wonders, by war, by a mighty hand and an outstretched arm, and by great terrors according to all that the Lord your God did for you in Egypt before your eyes. To you it was shown that you might know that the Lord himself is God. There is none other besides him. Out of heaven he lets you hear his voice, that he might instruct you. On earth he shows you his great fire, and you heard his words out of the midst of the fire. And because he loved your fathers, therefore he has chose their descendants after them. And he brought you out of Egypt with his presence and with his mighty power, driving out from before you nations greater and mightier than you, to bring you in, to give you their land as an inheritance, as it is this day. Therefore know this day and consider in your heart that the Lord himself is God in heaven above and on earth beneath. There is no other. You shall therefore keep his statutes and his commandments, which I command you today, that it may go well with you and with your children after you, and that you may prolong your days in the land which the Lord your God has given you for all times. You know, at least we forget the benefits of the Lord. At least we forget what it means to serve Him, what it means to have a godly fear of Him. Some will say that the there is an absence of the knowledge of the Lord in, in this earth. I remember listening to a missionary um who had I believe it was he was in India or um somewhere like that and there was this Muslim woman who walked up to him and she her, I guess her hand had been um deformed since birth and it was literally twisted upside down. And she had been in this condition her whole life and um which we know nothing is impossible for the Lord and she walked up to this missionary and he's she's and she said um and he asked what she wanted from his God and she's like, um, I don't want anything from your God. I don't wanna know him, I don't want anything, I just want to um I just want to be made whole. And I, she said she wanted to be healed and and he told her that the Lord God could heal her and she and he and she didn't really comprehend what he meant by that, and she didn't understand when he talked about this God who was not some far off deity um like men worship these days, but he was a close and personal god a a God who had interaction with his creation. And, you know, even in the times we live in, it's so, I guess, strange and surprising, like you're being in, like you're in the twilight zone to hear about people in this world who have literally no knowledge of who God is, besides what they've heard and been taught and what they've heard in passing, that they really don't understand this God that we serve, who is the one true God, the only God. And, you know, when they find out that this God can heal and that this God wants to do things and that, and they hear the word love, because most religions out there um, who worship a deity, 
whether it's Islam or whatever, they don't really hear the word love a lot. They hear commandments, um, which is about the same, but what they don't hear is they don't hear love. They don't hear about a God who loves them eternally, a God who has mercy on them and has a plan for their life, and more than that, who calls them his inheritance and declares that they have an inheritance and they have a part of this kingdom and that they have a place um, as citizens and his kingdom. But yet our, our God has declared all of that unto us. And those things that we have to remember, those things that we have to speak to ourselves and we have to speak to our neighbors and our friends and continually remember to teach our children, least they forget the benefits of the Lord, least they forget who he is, least the world continues to go to grow corrupt as it was before the time of Noah, which is exactly what it says it will be in the end times before the return of the Lord. And it says, Jesus said, these are these things, like some of the things we experience are just the beginning of sorrows. And, you know, I don't have any kind of delusion that the entire world will be saved. The Bible does say to ask of me and I will give you the nations as an inheritance. And Jesus did say to lift up your eyes and behold, for the harvest is, is white and ready to be harvested. But I have no misconceptions that the entire world will be saved because the Bible clearly clearly declares that it won't. It says that broad is the way, wide is the way that leads to death and hell and narrow is the gate is, that leads into life and there are few who find it. And who are those who find it but those who listen? Um, you know, the Bible says many are called but few are chosen. And who are those that are chosen? except for those who responded to the call that they heard. And luckily, our Father is merciful, and the Bible says he is long-suffering, not willing that any should perish, but all should come to repentance, because it's not his will for any to perish. And I, I find that um, one of those really um, complicated verses not willing that any should perish, that all should come to repentance. Because you would think this God that we serve, who can do anything, move mountains, um, created the heavens and the earth and the stars and the host of heaven, that there would be nothing that he can't do, except for um, to force people to do things they don't want to do. Which I guess that's the um, point of love, is love in some ways allows people to have free will, even if their free will isn't good for them. And But we know it's true, and we know there are people who are going to choose not to serve him. And, you know, that's fine. Um, Elijah said it on the mountain. Jesus said it. If they don't accept you in one town, then wipe, your, wipe the dust off your feet and go to the next town. Because it's not about arguing with those who choose not to believe, but it's about interceding and praying for those who don't know for those who are hungry and thirsty for righteousness, those who are hungry and thirsty for, for truth. And there is no truth but the Lord Jesus Christ. And there's no other name given among men by which we, the Bible says we must be saved except for him because there's no salvation in any other name. There's no redemption. There's no sanctification. There's no purification. There's nothing without him because all things were made through him and for him. And when men could not redeem themselves and men could not be righteous and live holy and pure before the Lord, not because of a lack of their own will, but because of their own choice, he made the only choice he could make out of love and became a sacrifice for us. Those things that we should, we should never forget. You know, I find it funny that um, I don't know about other countries, but at least in um, the United States, we have all these, like, different holidays and almost like festivals and feasts in the old days. And, you know, like th like these feasts to honor um, soldiers and members of the armed services, which is great. And it's it's interesting to see a, a whole nation um, 
gather together in a way and to pay homage and remember um, troops and military and even remember workers on some days and mothers and parents and all, all the different holidays we come up with. But do we remember the Lord? Do we remember him? Do we actually um, live, a, live a life of knowledge and who he, he, he really is? And is he part of our daily life? And, you know, as we've said before on the broadcast, something that we're still, me and Chris are always trying to um, really understand by the grace of the Holy Spirit, the continual presence of the Lord, the fact that you can um, pray for his presence, but without realizing his presence is always there. And where could you possibly ever go that his presence isn't there? And if you understood that his presence was there, how much would your life change if you knew that you were continually walking with him whether you realized it or not. Um, something else my wife and I were talking about was um, she asked me a question about whether Christians could be possessed. And I've heard a, a bunch of different opinions on it, and people say a bunch of different things. And I know that the Holy Spirit isn't going to share anybody with the enemy. And... Um, but I do know that in the times of Jesus, there were a lot of people who were possessed. And I don't believe everybody's possessed. I don't believe that even half the people who claim they're possessed are possessed. But I believe there's a lot of people out there who may really be possessed and don't know about it. And I think in the society we live that we wouldn't hear about it if they were. And even if they were and had the symptoms of it, of being possessed that the world would just declare they're crazy and lock them up in a loony bin and like throw away the key and be like, okay, well, this is where you live now. But it would take someone who could see past the physical realm and see into the spiritual realm to see the truth of the situation. You know, the Bible says that we are fighting a war. And it doesn't say that. It doesn't say we're having a tea party. It says we're fighting a battle. And, you know, Paul uses pretty strong words in Ephesians, and if you if you really stop and think about it. And what is that, Ephesians, I believe Ephesians chapter 6, it says, and um, in verse 10, it says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. You know, he didn't say um, that you're going to understand everything. He didn't say that you're going to have a perfect outline or a perfect book that gives you step-by-step -step details of what you're going to go through and what's going to happen around you. He didn't say that you're going to um, be able to read the Bible enough and you're going to fast enough and you're going to pray enough that no matter what happens, you're, you're going to be okay based on your own abilities. But he said, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the attempts of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. You know, that's one of those, probably one of the most profound and statements in the Bible. And it goes into um, a reality that most Christians aren't aware of. And as much as people may go to church, as much as we could go to church every Sunday and we could read our Bible every morning or every night, and th having the understanding that there is a spiritual world out there that there are principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness of this age. You'll notice that Jesus never told Satan when he was tempted. Satan took him high upon the mountain or high upon this the pinnacle and showed him all the lands and everything and he said, You know what? Jesus, all this 
I will give you if you'll bow down and worship me. And Jesus didn't argue with them that it was in his control to give it to them. Because, you know, even Jesus knew that when man fell in sin, he gave the ability for the enemy to come in. He gave him the right to come in. Even in the society we live in today, with the, the music we listen to and um, the things we watch on TV and all the occult practices like um, like Ouija boards and tarot cards and seances and, you know, even some forms of astrology. You know, there's so many things that the world does that gives open access to the devil, but they don't do it because they know they're doing it. They do it out of ignorance because they don't know the truth. For had they know that if they knew the truth, they wouldn't do half the things they were do. But it, Jesus also said, but it also says that had those people who crucified Jesus known whom he was, they wouldn't have crucified the Lord of glory. I mean, think about that. If their eyes had really been opened, they would never have allowed Jesus to be crucified, but yet their eyes were closed to any but the enemy whom, the, whom they had given themselves over to, so that their eyes were blinded, least they should see, as the scripture says, and turn and and come to God and be healed. And, yeah, like um, so, so, uh, Spurs and Demons said in the chat room, in Ephesians 2.2, 2, wherein in times past you walked according to the course of this world, According to the prince, the power, the air, the spirit that now works in the children of disobedience. And who are the children of disobedience but those who follow their father, the enemy Satan? You know, um, one of these days we need to do a whole, like, talk about it. And there's some things we can get into um, as far as what the scripture says. Um, there's a whole area out there that we don't need to get into and we don't need to talk about and dwell upon or anything else because... It doesn't profit, it doesn't edify or exhort or bring any kind of godly knowledge or fear. But what we can say and what we do know for the fact is what the scripture declares to us is that there is principalities and powers and rulers of the darkness of this age. Um, I remember a, a, another missionary who had um, gone into some remote places in the world and he said um, the thing that most Christians in the United States and in more civilized societies couldn't comprehend was that there were actually spiritual forces, spiritual um, entities controlling lands and um, areas of the earth that they would walk, these missionaries would walk into a place and there would be, they would actually experience demonic activities. They would see demonic things. They would see demonic um, principalities and you know, things that um, would blow the mind. Um, and the world wouldn't believe it because the world is not going to believe in anything. Even if they saw the truth, they wouldn't believe it. Um, you know, they see healings all the time and people get healed um, when they call upon the name of Jesus, but they don't believe that. So even more so, they're not going to believe that the there are parts of the world and people that are being controlled by the enemy, but it doesn't mean it's not true. And so this missionary said that they would go into these places and the only reason that the enemy still had sway and control is because no one had ever stepped foot in those places and declared that Jesus Christ was Lord. No one had ever told those people that the enemy didn't have power and that the enemy was a liar. No one ever told them that they had eternal life and sanctification and mercy through the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the second they did and declared the gospel into a dark place, the light of the gospel removed the enemy. The enemy was kicked out of those places. And I'm not saying an enemy like an, ooh, there's an enemy out there somewhere and this must be the Satan and this must be Satan. But literally, like, demonic principalities that are controlling tribes and and, and nations and the world doesn't understand what Paul was saying when he says we wrestle not against flesh and blood because everybody out there is controlled I'm controlled, you're controlled, we're all controlled the question is what are we controlled by are we controlled by the enemy or are we under the power of our God are we moved by the leading of the enemy in demonic 
principalities are removed by the spirit of the living God. And it's going to be one of the two. And whether people realize it or not, some people think they they get up and they go to work and they live their lives and they're completely in control of everything that happens around them when in reality they're in control of almost nothing. They're constantly hearing voices in their head and most people believe them, believe that this their own thoughts and their own voices and without ever realizing that there's enemies and um, demons out there um, attempting to move and persuade people because they haven't heard to listen to the voice of their father. Most of them don't know they have a father. They think they're still orphans and abandoned into this earth. Um, anytime you hear a person just say talk about how they look up in the stars and they feel all alone and abandoned and they feel like they're the only people in the universe because they don't realize that they're not. They don't realize that... Um, that they're not alone. They don't realize they have a Father God who loved them. They don't realize they have a God who died for them upon the cross. So you, and they've never known that they could talk to him and that God would talk to them and have um, a relationship with them. So they don't even know that they can hear the voice of God. They don't know that God speaks. And it's surprising how many religions out there worship a God who doesn't speak and doesn't talk and doesn't move and doesn't do anything but reside in whatever carving they decided to give it. And that's the God they worship because they want to worship something because it's inside of them. The scripture says that God has put eternity on the hearts of men, that all men long and seek for him. They just don't know where to look. All men seek the Lord God without even knowing it. And their hearts get deceived and moved and persuaded by the enemy and they get so filled with all the things and the desires of the flesh of this world that their eyes never get open to the truth of the God who loves them. But it doesn't mean that he doesn't continually move in and on their behalf. It doesn't mean that he continually doesn't continually speak to them. It just means that they're so used to hearing the voice of the enemy wrapped up with their own thoughts that they don't know how to distinguish the voice of the true God. And yet, the Bible says to be careful, lest we become in some ways the same way, which is exactly what happened. You know, Adam and Eve knew God. Even Cain knew God who killed his brother Abel, he knew God. He had an experience with God. He he knew he, he had to face the consequences of his actions, like someone said in the chat room. Um, and, you know, he got banished into a city that was prepared. But even he knew the Lord God. You know, the Bible says that the enemy knows who God is and fears and trembles. Yet we, who are the creation of the living God, for the most part, have absolutely no fear of him. He's still some God who's out there somewhere out in the stars and he he's out there and we know the scripture says he loves us, but he has we don't for the most part as a body of believers don't really understand the interaction that he has with us. We don't realize that he's not up there out there somewhere, he's right there. As close as the words that are coming out of our mouth, as close as the the word of God that we read, as close as the Holy Spirit who dwells inside of us. The same Holy Spirit who raised Christ Jesus from the dead, the same Holy Spirit that was moving over the face of the waters when God saw that it was without form and darkness was on the face of the earth and he said, let there be light. And there was light. And the world doesn't realize it and the world doesn't know. For had they known, their hearts would be changed and moved and they would be torn within themselves. And they would repent and they would turn away from their sins and they would turn to the one true God. And you know, that's why we do all this. That's why we pray. That's why we intercede. That's why we continually proclaim the name of Jesus to the nations. It's not so the world can get healed of their sicknesses. You know, healing and deliverance come out of the abundance of the love of the Father. But more importantly than healing and deliverance is eternal life. It's a restoration of a relationship. 
and for the world's eyes to be opened so they can understand the true God who has neither form nor shape, who eye has never seen and no ear has ever heard. Well, ears heard because even the children of Israel heard him and in these times he's poured out his spirit upon all flesh. But they don't know. The world doesn't know. And so they continue to walk in darkness and blindness. And we sit around surprised of, of their rampant sin running around the world. And we condemn the sin and the people who commit the sin instead of proclaiming the love of the Father to them. You know what? It's okay to um, declare the truth about sin. You know, even Jesus said, Repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. And all men should repent. But. We can't really turn around and start declaring that the world should repent of their sins if we're still holding on to ours. If we still have roots of bitterness in our own selves and roots of unforgiveness that we have and we harbor toward whatever it is we harbor. And so the first place we should be looking is not to condemn the world, but to make sure that our own lives and um, that our own hearts are um, sanctified before the Lord Which comes through the Holy Spirit Moving in us It comes through reading his word And having his word abide and dwell in us So this is Prayer International Radio Our call in number 619-638-8458 As this is a holiday weekend and it looks like it's starting to storm here. So um, I have this big, huge sky roof in my um, house or in my um, living room office. And so it's about to get really loud in this house um, because of the rain pouring down. And because it's the weekend, um, we're going to only do an hour-long broadcast tonight. Um, so I'm going to put another song on. If you all need prayer for anything whatsoever, please, please give us a call and we can pray for you. Um, 619-638-8458 If you want to just email us You can email us at Prayerinternational At gmail.com And um, we will be back Tomorrow night at 10 o'clock And so For Chris, I'm Sean Holmberg And be blessed And go spend some time with the Lord Holy Spirit
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over and prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.